0: Alright. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Oh, man, that's so fun. Our, our church back in Detroit put that together. And uh, just as a pretty good illustration that you cannot do this thing alone. And so, um, I'm Dave Nelson, uh, pastor here if you're new. And thanks for joining us today. We're in a series called The Me That I Want to Be. And we've just been looking at the fact that all through Scripture, God is just helping us to understand. I created you. I'm the one who knows who you are, I'm the one who knows your plans, I that I have for you, and I am as you connect yourself back to me, you can actually really find the life that you're searching for and that you long to experience. And so today, what we're talking about again is this whole idea that the Bible says you cannot do this on your own. We actually need each other. You've got to be connected if you're going to make this thing happen. And so um, I was walking around my house uh, this week uh, and remembered in our closet, I got one of these. Anybody have one of these? Yeah. How many of you guys have a junk drawer? How many of you have junk drawers? <laughs> okay, <laughs> we all have junk drawers, right? And what's funny is junk drawers are filled with stuff like this, right? So you have something and there was a purpose and a reason initially why you purchased it or why you had these. And then when they weren't being useful anymore, you threw them in your junk drawer. But what's crazy is, you know, if you set these things up, what was true about these things initially they, weren't giant, useful. they were useful <laughs> right there was a purpose somebody actually designed these things made these things and they had a purpose but when they weren't used for its purpose and most of these things right and at least in my jar are screws and bolts and nails and stuff like that all of these things were created to bring things and hold things together and they were useful but when that purpose didn't happen then you throw them in your junk drawer (laughs) now I don't know about you man, Uh, in my junk drawer uh, I always look for our staplers in there Um, the scissors are supposed to be in there, they're never in there, anybody else? why are the scissors never in the drawer? it's crazy we got pens, we got all this kind of stuff in there this week though I actually took my drawer and I opened it all the way anybody done that lately? Do you have any idea what's in your junk drawer? (laughs) It's hilarious, the stuff that gets thrown in there. Not useful, but could be. I want to tell you, there is a spiritual reality connected so much to that illustration that God has designed us, every one of us, to be connected and when we're not then what happens is it feels like we get thrown in a junk drawer and next you know we're not even being what we were created to be so in all of our search in this room how can I find fullness of life how can I know I'm really being the person that's going to God created me to be today we're just going to let you know it can only happen with each other. There's no other way. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm just gonna I, I was, I'm really excited about what I wanna share with you today. And, um, but this morning, as I was sitting with this, I just, I just realized, I got kinda of heavy. Because I thought, I've been sharing this message for 10 years at K2. In fact, we share this message a lot here. And you know why we do? Because God talks about it a lot. Like, Jesus talks about it all the time. We are designed to be in relationship with each other, to really, truly love each other. That's what, that's what brings wholeness of life. And then I, I was think, sitting there thinking, I was praying, and I'm like, yeah, but God, like, I, I share this thing all the time, and people don't do it. And so I'm, I'm just gonna kind of lay, I wanna take a rototiller to your heart for a second. Can I do that? Because God calls every word he has as a seed, Right? But sometimes that seed falls on a hard heart and we just wipe it away and it doesn't do anything. Can I till your heart for a second here in prayer? I'm going to pray for you and I want you to pray for you. Jesus said this. He said, if you hear my word and don't put it into practice, then you're like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And when the winds come and the storms blow, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, that house crashes. But, thank God, he flips that around. He says, now, the wise man, anybody want to be wise today? <laughs> Here he goes. The wise person hears my word and puts it into practice. He is like the man who builds his house on the rock so the same storms come and the same winds blow and that house stands firm. And here's what I want to tell you. What the Bible says is this. If you're not connecting. If you just hear this word and get done and meet me outside and go, nice message, Pastor Dave, right? (laughs) And walk out of here. Then nothing's going to happen. And Jesus, I just want to tell you, man, pray and ask God, please, if I'm designed to be connected, but I'm not, that's not God's will for you. It's not God's will for All right? So let me pray for us. But when I pray, you pray for yourself, okay? And literally ask God, would you help me to know what it is that's keeping me from connecting my life here at this place? All right? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Jesus, thank you. You said when you were here on earth, you came to testify to what was true. You came to kind of turn on the light for us. And help us to understand, why, why do I have this need to be loved? Why does my heart not flourish unless I'm in a relationship? Why is that? And so, God, as we, as we enter into this morning, I just know all I can do is throw the word out. And the Bible says you are the only one who can make it grow. Jesus, you know everyone in this room. You know the abuse they've experienced. You know the rejection they've experienced. You know the judgment they've experienced from the church. You know the fears and insecurities. You know the shortcomings, the shame that keeps them from wanting to connect with others. God, you know all of us, and you know why we don't connect. But you're going to make it so clear today, you've got to connect. So, Lord, I just pray that you'd give us grace then. Empower us to do what we can't do. Give us courage and strength to take a step of faith today so we can actually experience you, and we pray for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So here we go. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 3 today, so if you have your Bibles, you can open up to that, pull it up on your phone, or just follow with me on the screen, and we'll see what God has to say to us. Starting with verse 11. It says So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ can be built up. So, Rutt talked about this last week. And I, I don't want you to miss a few things as I read through this. I'm actually only going to camp on one verse, but catch some of this stuff. God has a vision for us, He wants us to be built up. So wherever you are right now in your life, the good news to you today from God is, I got more for you. Isn't that good news? He's got more for you, all right? So until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So there's another great word, mature. You guys, so what got in the next verse, right? Look what it says. It says, then we will no longer be infants. So what the, what the scriptures tell us is, spiritually we can be immature we can even be at a, at a at a stage of infancy emotionally we can be immature right i, I always like as a man i mean, i want to be strong and then just talk to my wife and find out how much emotional immaturity there is right in our home we can even be in the infant stage relationally we can be immature and so what god is saying is no I've got a plan, and it's for all of us to become mature and to grow up, and that's a great thing, man. So yesterday, at our men's thing that we did here yesterday morning, which was unbelievable, was so awesome, was to say, the Bible says, be a man. Show yourself a man. Quit acting like a boy, and see, spiritually, and emotionally, and relationally, we have a lot of us, I don't care, I'm 49 years old, and I can still be immature, this is good news, you guys. God wants you to become everything that he designs you to be. So verse 14, Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up, keep going, in every way, into him who is the head, into Christ. Now here's a verse we're going to unpack For from him, the whole body, it's all of us, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, when each part is properly working, very important little phrase, makes the body grow so that it builds up in love. So, and again, just keep this verse up here for me. The most important thing about today if you and I are actually going to be in healthy relationships, then this line right there, each part working properly is really, really important. Because I think that's why we're so fearful of relationships. Because we've been in ones that didn't work properly. And when that happens, which is, proper, which is the right thing to do? I mean, if your heart has been wounded or abused or rejected or judged then the first thing you do is you put up your wall so that that heart doesn't get hurt again. So we got to actually work properly. So if you and I in this room, and if K2 as a church is actually going to grow up, then the first and the most important thing are the first two words in this verse. Let's all say them together, right? What are they? From whom. whom. And from, from and who's the whom? Jesus. God. Yeah, it's Jesus. By the way, if there's ever an answer like that, just throw out Jesus. It's usually the right thing in church, okay? just just, We can all do that together. No, but it really is from Jesus. This is the most important thing to understand. Jesus is the head. He's the life-giving source. He's the direction. He's everything that holds it together. He's the head. And so what did Jesus come to do, you guys? Jesus came to save the world, not to condemn it, right? He came to save the world from our sin. You know what sin is? Again, at its core, sin is when I care more about myself than I do you. And it's when I care more about myself than I do God. So I want to tell you, right? Put two people in a room who care more about themselves than the other person. How's that going to work out? It's called marriage, right? <laughs> And it is. And so you put two sinful human beings in a room who wanted to go their own way, and it's a mess. And so Jesus came to save us from our sin. So what he did is, listen, man, you care more about yourself than God. You don't follow God. You do your own thing. It's called sin. And it's separating you from God, and that's why the world is a mess, So Jesus comes and he says, I'm going to forgive you of all my sin. I'll pay the price for your sin and I'll take it away from you. And here's the cool thing. What Jesus came to do was to reconcile us back to God. And what happens is, and this is so cool, you don't do a cotton-picking thing to do it, but receive it by faith. And here's the gift. It's a gift of forgiveness. And then it's the gift of his presence. And it's the gift of his Holy Spirit. If, as soon as you are connected back to the head, then Jesus comes inside you through his spirit, and he says he gives you a new heart. You become a new creation. See, now he pours his love inside your heart, and he sets you free from yourself so you can start being a person who works properly. And it's only as this happens now, check out this next verse. This is so interesting to me. See, and this is uh, uh, Colossians chapter 2. Let me give you a little background here. In Colossians chapter 2, Paul is getting pretty intense. And what he's saying is, please stop being religious. He goes, I'm so tired of you trying to make yourself good enough for God. Would you just cut it out? Is that not good news, actually, by the way? Yes. Please stop it. Why? Because if you're trying to make yourself right for God, and you're actually kind of good at it, then you become self. Self what? Righteous. Now, can, let me ask you a question: How many of you like to hang out with self-righteous people? How much joined and held togetherness do you have with someone who's self-righteous? And so, what Paul is saying is, stop this religious stuff. Because if what you do, as soon as you feel like you're good enough for God, then you feel like you're better than others. It makes you proud. And it always causes disconnect within people. Now, and I've said this a lot lately, but we got to get this. On the flip side, if you're trying to be good enough for God and you're not very good at it. Anybody in this room? (laughs) I'm trying and I'm not good at this. Then what you do is you look in the mirror and all you can feel is shame. And so you come to church, right? And you know, man, you're a mess. But you put on your happy face and, how are you doing? Good. Everything's great. No, my life's falling apart. <laughs> but I got to act like I got my life together. So if you're full of shame because you can't play the religious game well, how much connection do you have with people? None. None. Nobody ever gets to see the real you. So all you do is put out this imposter... And then you hope the people like that person that you're playing the game of. And if they do, then all the more are you going to be a fake. Because you're scared to death to let somebody see the real broken you. And the gospel of Jesus says, I know everything about you and I love you. As Tim Keller puts it, you guys, the gospel is this. You are way worse than you ever dreamed. And you are way more loved than you ever dared imagine. From him. It is people who finally get the connection back to God. Not by religious effort, but by grace. By a free gift. Who know they're completely forgiven. Who can then offer it to other people. And I want to tell you, that's our hope. Now if that happens... And you actually taste God's grace and his love healing your heart. Now we can go through the rest of the verse. Three things that we need, okay? If we're going to really be the people that God's created us to be, there's three things we need. Here's the first one. We need connection from him. We need connection from him. Now and we, you guys, and again, we we know this, but I just want to help you to see this. Like, and so we use that word all the time. I just feel disconnected. Right? So, like, so last night we have this little lamp outside our kids' bedrooms uh, that we keep on at night in case they get up in the middle of the night. And um, and I always have to try to finagle it, right? I turn it on, and then I'm like, oh, I got to twist the bulb and move this and try to get the cord. And and I, I couldn't do it. So if I couldn't get the light on, there's two options, right? One is the light bulb is burned out. Or there is a what? Yeah. Why do we call it a short? Because it's not connected. (laughs) And so that's what's wrong. And we all know this. And if something isn't connected, it doesn't work. And so what he's saying is you need to be connected to work. That's just how it works. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, so I found this book uh, this week and I'm so glad I did that was a divine thing it's called when, How People Grow it's by Dr. Henry Cloud and John Townsend and a couple very, uh, very really sharp uh, psychologists so here's what they say listen to this people's most basic need in life is relationship people connected to other people thrive and grow And those not connected wither and die. It is a medical fact that from infancy to old age, health depends on the amount of social connection that people have. Infants and older people die from a lack of relationship. And those in the middle suffer and fail to recover from illness. He goes on. At the emotional level, connection is the sustaining factor for the psyche, the heart, and the spirit. Virtually every emotional and psychological problem, from addiction to depression, has alienation or emotional isolation at its core. And recovery from these problems always involves helping people to get more connected to each other at a deeper and healthier level healthier, each part working properly. So psychology knows this now. The medical community now knows this. What God has been saying for 2,000 years, you cannot thrive unless you are connected. Now, you guys, and here's the key, though, to be truly connected, and this was God's whole plan. You know what's crazy is I've had a few moments in my life where i I did, I, whatever, for whatever reason, God just kind of showed up, right? You go to church and God just kind of zaps you with this lightning bolt experience and you're never the same. Anybody ever have one of those? Okay. I'm, see, see how lack of, how many hands didn't go up? And I want to tell you, sometimes my faulty thinking has been, if it's really God and if it's really supernatural, then I'm going to come and God's just going to do something magical kind of in me and I'm going to walk out and be a different person. I, I I just confess I think I want that I want that for you right I want to have services that just God shows up and you're never the same again. Well, what I finally realized is that doesn't happen very often. You know why? Because that's not God's plan. Or it's not His plan A. That's a better way to put it. He does do that sometimes, but you know how God? Well, you know what His plan was, to actually cause us to grow. And to become who he wants us to be. What was God's plan A? People. God uses people. And so when this verse says, from Jesus, the whole body joined and held together. It's at those points of the joint of the spiritual body where God lives in me by his spirit And as I connect with another human being, then God can pour his love and his grace and his wisdom from me into you. And it's that place of connection where I receive God's love back to me. You guys, this is how we grow. And so if you're not connected, then as one guy said, if you're not connected to each other, you're not connected to God. Because God lives in his body. This is not... People always say, well, face a private thing. No, it's not. Do you need to have your own individual relationship with him? Yes, you do. But Jesus, when he reconciled you to God, it was so you would be reconciled to each other. You cannot separate those two things. So, if we're going to do it, man, we've got to do it like this. But here's the deal. That means you have to be a person... Who actually lets somebody into your life. And you have to be somebody who engages in another person's life. Can I ask you this question this morning? Who are you connected to? And if K2 is your church, if you say, say, I go to K2. You know, that's that's an American cultural statement. Because in the scripture, you don't go to church. In the scripture, you are the church. But the church is the body of Christ. And the body only works as it's joined and held together. So here's my question to you. Who are you connected to? And who is connecting to you? That's his plan. And if you're ever going to be the full expression of who God created you to be, it's only done that way. All right? So we need connection from him. Number two, we need support from him. That verse continues to go on. He says, We are joined and held together by every supporting ligament. Now, can I just ask you guys a question? How many of you know life is hard? Okay. How many of you know relationships are hard? They are so hard. I mean, any marriage that actually makes it. That took a lot of work. How many of you know following Jesus is hard? It's hard. And so I I can't even, so on this issue, the only, God's plan is to say the only way that you're going to make it to the end so that you actually finish the race and that you're everything that God created you to be, the only way that's going to happen is you've got to have supporting ligaments. You have to have other people next to you who are going to lift you up when it's hard and keep you going on this path. You guys, I can't even begin to tell you, just yesterday, if you would have had a chance to to, the people I talked with and the situations I knew just yesterday in 12 hours, the number of tears, the hardship, the struggle, and the despair, unbelievable. And I got to see God's body at work because those people had other people who knew and when the struggle happened they got on their white horse and they moved isn't that what our body does right right if you get an infection what does your body do it sends stuff right go and minister and heal and help can i ask you who is that for you who if you if your life gets hard or if your relationship gets hard or following jesus gets hard and you want to throw in the towel who is going to know in the first place and who's going to come and support you? That's how, and, who, and who are you doing that for? See, So here's the other thing. So that's, the, that's a reality. Who, who's doing that for you? All of you who are Christians, if you're a Christian in this room, who are you doing that for, right? See, because this is God's plan. I'm going to live in you so that when somebody's hurting, you can move. You know, and I just want to tell you, how many of you at times will ever, and I asked this but before, but how many of you have promptings from God, like all of a sudden he will put somebody on your heart? Do it! Like, move! I, 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 I am shocked. It's not all the time, but it is the majority of the time. If I'm sitting there and someone's on my heart, especially if I'm in prayer, if somebody comes on my heart, if I pull up my phone, it happened this week, happened again this week, somebody was on my heart, I said, hey, man, I just started praying for him. I text him and I go, hey, I just want you to know I'm really praying for you. Text back 10 minutes later. Thank you so much, man. Somebody I've been working with just committed suicide. See, God, like, really? I didn't know that. But God knew that. And so here's this great verse in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 7-6. Uh, uh, Paul says this. He goes, God who comforts the downcast. So the first thing he says, and earlier in the book, he says that he is the God of all comfort. He is the God of all compassion. He does want to comfort But listen to what Paul says. God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. Did you guys catch that? So what's Paul saying? We have a God who comforts us. And I was in distress, and I needed comfort. And so guess how God comforted me? He sent Titus. (laughs) And so I just want to tell you, man, if we're going to be the body, if we're going to be people who really rise up and are everything that God wants us to be, then you got to be able to persevere and hang on. So, who are you supporting? Who are you supporting, and who's supporting you? Got to think through that. That's the second one. Here's the third one: is not only do we need connection from him and support from him, we need love from him. We need love from him, and this is huge. So, if you look at the end, of, uh, I'm sorry. If you look at the end of the verse, it says that this. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, when each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Yeah, look at look at that last phrase. The body builds itself up. So it's from him, but how do we actually grow? How do we get built up? By itself. So if you and I are going to really grow and mature and become what God wants us to be, what he's saying is, then the only way that's going to happen is you guys got to get connected and you got to love each other. Now, now here's what's interesting with this one. Like, how many of you would say, how many of you believe, or how many of you know that God loves you? How many of you know God loves you? All right. All right. We all put our hands up. Good. How many of you have struggled to feel like he loves you? Okay. Why is that? Because the head... Our head, our brain, actually gathers information. And so that's why we sing the song, right? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. I don't feel it any day, but I believe it anyway, right? <laughs> and and, and I, I, it's just been unbelievable to me because I've studied the Bible, and so I know He loves me but I struggle to believe that he does. Here's why. Even science now has discovered this. That the portion in our brain that information comes into that helps us to actually know things, there's a piece of that. But deeper in your brain, there's a different place. And it's the place that actually drives you to make the decisions in your life because it's where you actually believe it. And that part of your brain is only touched through experience. And so the head gathers the knowledge. And I want to tell you, you guys, and I'm not downplaying this. It is critical to read the word and, and, and do this work. Because you're, never, you're not always going to feel like God loves you. You're just not. And in those moments, and life isn't always going to go the way you want. And you need to know that he loves you no matter what. But I'm telling you, we have to get to the deeper place where I actually believe it. And that only happens in your heart through experience. And that's what actually drives you. Now, what's interesting is there's two ways, I think, that we actually experience God's love. And the first is this. I talked about this yesterday with the men's thing. Every time you take a step of faith... God shows up, and when God shows up, you experience him, and I want to tell you, that's why, again, doing ministry for 27 years, there's so many people who go to church, they hear a message, and then, like Jesus said, they go out, and they never actually act on it, and faith without action is dead, which means it brings no life to you, so yes, great, get some information, But if you don't go out and actually apply it, if you don't step out in faith, and that's why the only thing that matters is faith, if you don't step out in faith, then you actually never experience God. And there's all these people who go to church, again, the American thing, but don't experience God. And it's at that deeper place that God wants you to know that he loves you, to feel that he loves you, to believe that he loves you. So that's the first way. That's why the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And here's the second way, you guys, that you get to the deeper part of your brain and actually believe that God loves you. And it's that answer right there. God's plan A is to say, I am going to live in my inside of you, and then I'm going to connect you with another human being that I now get to love through you to another person. I can't even begin to tell you, man, how my own view and my understanding and my experience with God has changed because of the love that I've received from somebody else. Let let me ask you this. How many of you know that God forgives you? Okay, And how many times have you done something so wrong that you don't feel like he forgives you at all? Right? Why is that? And I I want to tell you, man, you, you want an application for today? Here's one. Go out and really mess up bad. Okay? Just really screw up totally royally. Totally let somebody down and do something wrong. This probably won't be hard for you, okay? Just go out and mess up. Now, here's, this happened to me about six weeks ago. I totally blew it. And somebody finally let me know. So I went to them, and I told them, oh, I am so sorry. And you know what they did? They forgave me. Oh, you guys, I'll never forget the first time. Talk about Shame. I had so much stuff in my closet that I wasn't going to let anybody know ever. Anybody else have that? I'll never forget the first time I divulged that to another man. And he looked back at me and said, I love you, man. Do you know what happened? The power of that sin broke that day. The struggle didn't live, but the power of it broke and that's why the bible says confess your sins to one another so that you can be healed what happens you guys in what's supposed to happen in the church is we're supposed to be people who from him where we've received so much grace and so much forgiveness and so much love that then we run into another person and god connects us to each other and then we offer that same acceptance and that same love and that same forgiveness to each other and when that happens, you experience it. And it goes to the deeper part of your being. And you actually start to believe it. And that's how we grow. And that's how we change. So, man, I, I just want to tell you, um, today, you guys just, you just need to know this, man. It's like God's plan A for you. You can't just come an hour and a half on a Sunday and experience the fullness that God has for you. Here at K2, we got a million ways that you can connect with another person. Now, I know, man, it's scary because it hasn't always been properly working. (laughs) But let's give each other a chance and let's give each other grace and watch God move. All right? Let's pray. Father, thank you for revealing to us this truth today. And most of all, I just want to say thank you for Jesus. And I want to say thank you for grace and mercy and forgiveness and salvation. Thanks for the good news of the gospel that changes our hearts so that we can actually love one another with the love that we've received from you. Lord, I pray for everyone in this room that whatever has hindered them, either from receiving your salvation or your gift of grace and love, that you would bust through that. And I pray that you, for those of us who have received that, please help us to never go back to religion and become self-righteous again. And I pray that you give us the grace to walk in you and with you together. In Jesus' name, amen.